Welcome to the Mom Owned and Operated Podcast, the podcast about moms and for moms, where we have candid conversations about running a business, raising a family, and remembering ourselves. I'm your host, Rita Suzanne, a single mom of four, digital strategist, and provider of no-nonsense business strategies and tactics. Hi, this is Rita Suzanne, and today I have my guest, Sandra, with me. Sandra, I'm so excited to chat with you a little bit more, talk about your family, your business, and yourself. Please let us know all the things. Yes, thank you, Rita. Thank you for having me today. My name is Sandra Dinelli, and I am the creator of Wish on Wildflowers, which is a life enhancement coaching for women. I have a small family. I have one son. I am a divorced mom, and it's really just the two of us. And some people may think, oh, God, how sad for you. But it's actually beautiful because I have created my life and made these choices. And this is where I've ended up. Plus, you live in beautiful Southern California. It has me super jealous. I do. I This is my home. And so for those of you that don't know, I'm in Santa Barbara. And I couldn't wait to get out of here because it's such a small space and town and everybody knows everybody. And as you get older, you realize there's something amazing about simplicity and beauty. And so I'm, I'm so grateful to be, to be back here in what is my home and literally my home as I'm living in the house that I grew up in, which is amazing. Right. And for those who don't know, Santa Barbara is just, I mean, it's gorgeous and beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I feel pretty lucky for sure. So tell us a little bit more about your business. Tell us what does it mean to be a life enhancement coach? Yeah, absolutely. So I started my business about three years ago, and it was my own personal journey that actually led me to coaching. Before I got certified as a coach, I didn't even know what a life coach was. It was like, huh? I mean, everybody knows what therapy is, you know, that's pretty standard. But when you hit your bottom, which I had, and I was going to therapy and not getting any change, um, I started doing a little research and I, I found out about this life coaching and I thought, well, that seems interesting. And so not only did I hire my own life coach, but then I became a certified life coach. And it was through that process that my whole world opened up. I opened up, something shifted in me, something changed. And I thought, I have to share this. I have to give this gift to other women. And what that gift is, is it's the shifting of the way we see ourselves. It's the shifting of how we show up in the world. It's changing the beliefs about who we are and what we can become. We don't have to stay stuck. And so for the past, as I said, three years, you know, I've been working with women to help them change their mindset, to help them go after the things that are important to them, to rewrite stories that aren't serving them. 
and it's so fulfilling and I just feel so grateful that my path led me to meet women on their path. Mm -hmm. So has it been an easy path with business and everything? How have you had any bumps in the road? So it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy at all. And, you know, the one thing that I would tell somebody coming into the space as an entrepreneur, having those ideas of, oh, I want to start my own business and, you know, looking at Instagram and all the glitz and glam, it's <laughs> it's not that. Um, it can be, you can get to that point, but starting out, there's something much deeper than just the idea of owning your own business. It's really looking at yourself differently and seeing that this is a possibility for you. And so we can have a lot of grand ideas and you can have a million dollar idea, but the roadblocks that you'll hit are not you know, financial or where are my clients going to come from or or any of these things that we worry about, the roadblock you hit is your your limiting self-belief. Yeah. I always tell everyone, um, if you have any issues, they're going to come out with you owning a business, right? So um, I know when I first started over eight years ago, my coach at the time, she she was like, oh my gosh, you have mindset issues. I had <laughs> no idea even what that meant coming from a corporate background, you know, so I, I didn't even realize that mindset was a thing. Well, of course, you know, people are, I think, a little bit more um, aware of mindset now, even in the corporate environment, don't you think? Well, well, Rita, I have to laugh, right? Because when you and I were talking um, last week, when we had our introductory call or two weeks ago, whenever it was. And you asked me what I did and I, you know, said out loud, we're all taught to create like, this is what I do. Right. And so I said, I help women release doubts that keep them stuck so they can experience inner freedom. Right. La la la. Like that's my statement. And you said, oh, so you help women with mindset. And I was like, oh my God. Yes. That's exactly what I do. So Here's somebody, myself, that's so intricately woven with mindset and mindset work, and I wasn't even fully aware of what I was doing because we get so caught up in, we've been taught to share our message this way. We've been told to do something this way. Mm -hmm. And so for any new entrepreneur, I think... If somebody had just said, do it your way, just be you. Don't follow this prescription of you have to say this and then do that, because that's where I got caught. I got caught in that churn of I've got to do all these things. And and they've given me this list of like, if you do this and then you do this, then you'll have this. And it's like, no, that's that's really not true. It goes back to what is your mindset? What are your beliefs about yourself? Who do you believe yourself to be? What do you feel you're capable of doing? 
Mm-hmm. Anybody can follow a list, but right. that doesn't mean you'll be successful if your inner beliefs aren't aligned with the tasks that you're taking. Right. Because I, what I find is that, you know, if your mindset is messed up, it's really like you can make all the plans, all the lists in the world, but you're not going to be able to achieve them because you're really not going to be able to move forward. And that's why I always say that, well, just start a business because all of it is going to come up at one point or another. And it's either you deal with it or, you know, your business is going to fail likely. Yeah. So for myself, you know, here I'd stepped into this new world of coaching and I'm having these amazing conversations with these women and they're having these grand aha moments. And here I am scheduling these calls in the evenings, in the early mornings, on the weekends, because I was still playing small and running off to my corporate job, Mm -hmm. right? So I wasn't even living into what I was giving these other women. And I think that, you know, you have to show up the way you want your business to go. Like if you want your business to grow, then you have to show up you 110%. Have grow, right? You have yes. to grow as a person too yes. for things to grow. Because I think that, like any of the roadblocks that I've hit in my business over these years has been because of personal issues, personal things that have come up or, you know, um, changed my trajectory and my life, my, you know, location and all of these things. And so that's been kind of a pattern for me, whenever my personal life is in chaos, then my business becomes in chaos as well. So how do you handle any like roadblocks that you may have experienced, like, again, working in corporate or any of the other things? Yeah, you know, I I think a roadblock is really a road sign. So you know, just as you're traveling along the freeway and there's a speed limit, right? That speed limit is there to keep you safe, right? So our roadblocks show up because it's, they're trying to keep us safe. They're trying to keep us in a space that we are familiar with. So if you take the roadblock and you look at it more as a road sign, more as a suggestion, versus a must like i mean i not that i don't follow the rules of the road but like how many of us have rolled through a stop sign right like we know we've we've driven this path a hundred times there's usually not a car here so we kind of roll through it well imagine if in your life you treated what felt like an obstacle the same way as that stop sign like i've been here before I know this. And you know what? This time I'm just going to roll through it. Well, we don't have a lot of people don't have the tools in order to be able to roll through it. Right. Um, And so I think that's why it's important to have someone who's able to really help you through those and help you like have the tools that you need in order to take that next step. 
Yeah. One of the things that people can download from my website is Break Free from Negative Thinking. It's actually a 15-page workbook that's absolutely free. And it creates a process for you to follow, to teach yourself to recognize when you're going in this rabbit hole of thinking, right? So to become aware, to identify it. And it goes through these processes that over time, as you do it over and over and you keep referring back to this worksheet, you naturally, instead of seeing the stop sign as a, as a like must do, you see it as a suggestion. Right. Because then you're, you have now got into the habit of being able to get past the side, the stop sign without stopping. Completely. Yeah. Because our negative thoughts, if when we let them spin, they go like they go and they go and they go. And what started as something very simple can turn into something huge. And I personally have suffered from anxiety. And, you know, what is anxiety? It's really our worries on tenfold, right? It's like getting on the roller coaster without the seatbelt on. You just feel like, holy crud. Um, And so, you know, a lot of the tools that I share, or especially this one on um, breaking free from negative thinking, there are things that I've used for myself that have really changed my life and the way that I show up in the world. And so that's why you created it. Yes. Yes. I mean, it was like, wait, I'm not, I'm not going down that crazy path anymore. What have I done? What has shifted? Yeah. Um, And, you know, writing that out and sharing that with clients and them coming back to me saying, oh my God, that really worked, right? And then it was like, oh, well, I I have to share this with more people. This needs to be just like a giveaway. Like we all need this. (laughs) It's probably, you could probably charge for it, but you're giving it away for free. So what are some of the things? Like, do you have a couple of them like that you could share with us? Well, I think the first, not I think, I know, the first step to anything is awareness, right? So before we can change something, we have to become aware of what's happening. And oftentimes we don't want to become aware because we don't want to look at the reality. So we start looking outside of ourselves. So number one is awareness. Just becoming so aware in recognizing I'm not feeling good right now. Something's changing. Something's coming up. I'm familiar with this. What is it? And getting really clear on, okay, it's here. And what is it? Yeah. I think that's um, really important. Like before we got on this call and I was talking about how I'm feeling overwhelmed. I I don't really um, personally have a lot of negative self-talk. I don't know why, but I don't. That's fantastic. (laughs) But I know that a lot of people do struggle with that. Um, I I have anxiety, but it's more of a feeling. It's not the the negative talk. 
And so one way that I would just push through it is just do do whatever I was afraid of doing, right? Put myself out there if I was afraid to meet the new people and maybe I'm sweating like bullets before, you know, this happens, but it always turns out to be a good thing, right? After you push through your fear, then you're able to get to where you need to go, but it's so scary. And, um, I think that's why is this, um, guide that you have is a lot of journaling. Is that what's helping? Um, there's journaling, but there's actually a process to follow. And, you know, the one thing that I would say about pushing through, so that's great, right? I mean, one of my mom's favorite sayings used to be feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. And there's truth to that, right? Sometimes we do just need to push through, but oftentimes what can happen is if we take that approach or we say, I'm just going to push through this and then we fail, Mm. we've set ourselves up for more disappointment, right? Like, oh, I knew I couldn't do that, right? Like people say, just feel the fear and do it anyway. Like, why can't I do that? So for me, it's, it's more about understanding versus just doing. I mean, we can do anything, right? But if we're just doing to do, and we're not understanding or looking at the emotions that are coming up while we're doing it, we're always going to hit a roadblock. We're always going to be having to like talk ourselves into push through it, push through it, push through it. So it's more of being aware of what the underlying cause is for those feelings and then working through them in, you know, using these techniques and, and things that you are providing in this guide. Yes. Love yeah. That. And it, it's coming back to how did I feel before the feeling came up? Mm-hmm. Right. And know that it's okay to have all the feelings. Yeah. I think it's hard. It's hard for someone like me, um, just a background. I have, you know, had a very traumatic life in general. And um, so I have a a hard time verbalizing feelings of how I felt or feel um, in the moment in certain ways. And so that's why I think it would be hard for me to associate. How did I feel? I'm like, I feel fine. I feel great. (laughs) You know, the anxiety, I only feel that because, you know, maybe my heart is racing a little bit or some, you know, something of that, of that matter. But I think that, you know, for other non-traumatized folks, (laughs) this would, you know, and my, my therapist keeps telling me, oh, you need to, you know, work in about your feelings more. So I think that this would actually be helpful. Yeah, I think, um, and I'm, my gardener showed up when you know it. Um, (laughs) so I think trauma is one thing, right. And this isn't to dismiss trauma. Um, but I know for myself, I, I learned at a very young age that if I push down my feelings, it makes it safe for everyone else. And when it feels safe for everyone else, then it feels safer for me. Mm. Although I've got all this stuff that I don't know what to do with. I've just made the situation feel safe for everyone else, but I haven't allowed myself to feel safe. Yes. 
I like that. That's really something to think on. I'm going to, I'm going to think on that one (laughs) (laughs) for sure. And that I love that, that is what I love most about working with people or talking with people is when you can leave something that maybe it's not an aha moment, but it's enough for them to have a takeaway to think about. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like I'm going to reflect on that a little bit, journal it out, and then I will probably have a little bit of an aha moment, um, which is as you mentioned, different than going to therapy because, you know, they never really give you, uh, well, mine hasn't really given me direction on, you know, things to think about regarding feelings and why are you feeling this way? Right. So this is definitely, I I feel like I'm super self-aware, but I still need uh, guidance in a lot of ways. Well, we all do. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as soon as we stop feeling like we don't need guidance, as soon as we think we know everything, as soon as we think we've got it all figured out, that's probably when we need the most help, right? Right. right. You know, I talk about, I was in therapy and I was like, this isn't working for me and I'm done with therapy and I found life coaching and I was like, whoa, my whole world opened up, right? And I thought, I will never go back to therapy. Well, you know what? I had to put my tail between my legs because in the last couple of months, I went back to therapy. And the reason was, is I was, I kept getting sick. Like I got a sinus infection, then I got another sinus infection, and then I got COVID, and then I got another sinus infection. And I thought, there is something that I'm not looking at. So I have a coach, I'm working with my coach, but clearly, there's more I need to learn. There's more that I need to uncover. There's, there are always more layers to us, right? Because just as we shed layers, we have new experiences. And then those new experiences leave a new layer. Yeah. And when we're ready, we'll shed that. And it's just, for me, it's just this process of always being, always inquisiting about what's happening what's working, what's not working. And as soon as I stop doing that, that's when I'm going to really start to worry about what is what's going on because we need to get curious. That's why I have, you know, I call it a curiosity call, like schedule a curiosity call. Because for me, the coaching is is about getting curious. It's about letting yourself explore new ideas. It's about letting yourself dream bigger. And in that process, just like in entrepreneurship, stuff comes up, right? Because that dream that you have, there's also doubt that goes with that dream. Mm-hmm. So let's get curious. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're so close to the situation that that's why we need other people to kind of take our hand and walk us through to the next level or the next phase that we need to go through. Um, Regardless, you know, life coach, therapist, whom, you know, best friend, whomever it is. I think that journal, 
even just your journal. <laughs> right. Your journal. Like I do feel like with my stuff, even with, you know, therapists or life coaching, I still journal about it because I like to go a little bit deeper, I think, than what I would maybe say out loud. Right. Mm, well, we talked about that, right? <laughs> it's finding the person that you, you know, you can trust so deeply that there is no judgment. There's no right or wrong that no matter what you say, it's, it's safe. It's okay. Well, I have no problem tell the whole world my life story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for other people out there that feel like I gotta, you know, I've got to keep parts of myself closed. You don't, you're hurting yourself. Right. Right. And I think that's um, the important part is to really work through it. So that's why, you know, one of the aspects of starting my business, it really helped me to evolve as a better person and to grow so that I could see things from a different perspective. And, um, and that's one thing that I, I love, right? Because no matter what I have grown and shifted as a different person. And I think, absolutely. Yeah. I think that, that I'm super grateful for, like I've, you know, worked through a lot of my issues through with coaches and, and people who have um, been my clients and not my clients. And, um, you know, I've been lucky to work with a lot of health and wellness people. So it's almost, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah, almost a given that you're going to grow as you're working with them. And I think that's one of the reasons why I stayed in that industry for so long, because I just was connecting so deeply with their content or their purpose or their mission. Um, so what I want to ask you is how did you come up with the name of your business? Yeah. So wish on wildflowers. Um, so the name itself was, I've just always had a love of wildflowers. You know, I tell a story of when I was a kid, my wallpaper were these giant dandy or, um, oh God, daisies, right. These bright yellow daisies. So I think I just inevitably was meant to love wildflowers, but you know, we all make wishes, right. We all pick the dandelion, we blow on it. We make a wish. Well, I want women to know that that dandelion represents their strength, Mm -hmm. right? So dandelions, you blow on them, they blow off, and then they come back, right? They they are resilient. They continue to grow out of the ground no matter how often they get stepped on. And then part of my logo in the middle of the dandelion is the heart. And the heart represents our own desires and our intuition. And when we tap into our heart, we have the wisdom of ourselves to know who we are. Um So Wish on Wildflowers is really about the strength, beauty, and uniqueness of all women. Mm -hmm. And when women work with me, I want them to say, wow, this is really my life. This can be my life. So Wish on Wildflowers. Wow. I love that. So one thing that I always talk about is self-care. And we mentioned this a little bit last time when we talked about, you know, how important it is to remember yourself, right? Because as moms, we lose a little bit of ourselves. 
as business owners, we lose a little bit more of ourselves or rather we probably give it away. Right. And so it's really about reclaiming um, ourselves. So how are you remembering yourself, Sandra? So I love this. And it's so crazy because after you and I had this conversation about self-care and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so good about self-care. I take such good care of myself. So I'm on a call with my therapist and somehow self-care comes up. And I say to her, like, I'm so good at self-care. And and she says, bull bleep. And I'm like, wow. And she said, self-care is really self-respect. And I just loved that so much because I think as a society, we get caught up in this idea like, Self-care is the bubble bath, which it is. It can be, right? but it's respecting yourself enough to know that you deserve to take the time for the bubble bath, for the massage, for the candle lighting with the book. So, you know, my self-care is really giving myself time in the morning. So before my son even wakes up, I wake up naturally about an hour before he does. I go outside, I stretch, I make my coffee, I journal, I do a little reading, and then I start my day. And, you know, I give myself things like I now get weekly massages, right? Mm -hmm. But so I always thought I had all of this self-care, but and I do, but I think Really, when you put self-care with self-respect, it changes the entire dynamic of what it means to give yourself space. Yes. Yeah. I love that because as we were speaking earlier, I haven't been going to the gym a lot. And so if I think about it in that way, then it really opens my eyes because I do think, like you mentioned, I feel like I've been setting my boundaries. I've been doing these things, but I haven't been doing the things that I want to do, right? Because I've been filling everyone else's cup, even though I'm saying, oh, my boundaries are here, but that portion of me that I really want is not over there. So yeah, yeah, I love, I love that. I'm going to also think about that one a little bit closer. (laughs) So it's it's going to come into my head later while, you know, when I'm thinking, should I go to the gym or not? Right? Like, no, get yourself to the gym. Um, So where can everyone find you online? Yes. So I have a website. It's uh, www.wishonwildflowers.com. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, I have a page, which is just Wish on Wildflowers Life Enhancement Coaching. And then I have a Facebook group called Confidently Being You. And you can find that. um, It's actually under the tag Wow Garden. Okay, perfect. And I will put the links all in the show notes. And thank you so much for being a guest. I love chatting with you. Oh, it's been a joy. I feel so grateful that I met you. (laughs) Thanks again. Yeah. And there you have it. I want to encourage you to remember that being a mom who runs her own business is not easy. We all struggle, but just keep moving forward and don't forget to make time for yourself. 
As moms, we are usually the first thing to go to the bottom of the list. If your business is overwhelming you and you need real solutions, not just some sugar-coated suggestions, apply to work with me at ritasuzanne.com slash apply.